Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Charlie Joe. I welcome to episode 16 of A Conversation with the Goodfellas. I'm your main host, Chammy Choi, just in case you guys forget my name. Just finished the first season of The Irishman. Goodness gracious, Robert De Niro is sexy as hell. Joining me today is an upcoming junior at SHC. He is known for his tremendous leadership skills and motivation to his team. He has a shoe customization called Ethereal, Ethereal Customs and... Make sure to check that out on his Instagram. Anyways, our guest is Mr. Nick Katz of the class of 2022. But before we join him, Ethan, my co-host. Yes, that is me. Uh, That cake is wonderful. Well, Tommy, it's going great. I recently Uh, finished up my volleyball practices with Solancha. Yesterday, I went on a hike along the beach, and cake is amazing. Jesus Christ. Tommy, I got you there. You said, no. don't say wonderful. I said, amazing. But, Chami, I have a question for you. Okay. How's it going? I don't think you've been asked this question. Well, I mean, uh, well, thank you for at least caring for now. I mean, after 16 episodes, it took you that long to realize that. Yeah. Well, uh, for me, it's uh, going fine. Been out of shape lately. Um, I'm, the size of, I'm the size of your nightmare now. What? <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, whatever. But um, my face is the size of a tire. I don't care about that. So you're getting Um, chonky. (laughs) You could say that. Uh, I just finished the first season of Hannah Montana. Big applause. I don't know, right? Dude. (laughs) Oh, boy. I don't want to get into that. Uh, Otherwise, it's going well. I mean, to be honest, it's, you know, quarantine. It's still ongoing, probably about another 12 months. And recently, I heard someone saying that COVID-19 is going to end after the election. Um, that's highly unlikely. I mean, you can't control Mother Nature, folks. Yeah, I mean, you could say it could happen. Well, it will happen after the election, but we don't know when after the election. <laughs> well, take that, you conservatives. <laughs> well, before I join Mr. Katz, we want to share an awareness cause... We feel obligated to do so. Uh, recently, families of Lebanon or Lebanon have lost 150 souls at the port of Beirut. So if you're willing to share your love and support for Lebanon, go to redcross.org and donate the needs to the people of Lebanon. Or go to usatoday.com to find more resources. If we could raise $1 billion to rebuild the Notre Dame church, we can definitely raise a large amount of money to rebuild the destroyed city. I know, exactly. I mean, I, ever since I heard this, I thought, I thought this was a scene from the Avengers movie, Ethan. Yeah. I mean, but it was actually real, so I mean... I was trying to avoid the fake news media, but uh, it was true. So I do pray for the people of Lebanon, um, to those who lost their loved ones and the family, the friends. Uh, mm-hmm. We wish you the best of luck to move forward and to always, you know, uh, never forget the grief. So, yep. Prayers up. Uh, without further ado, before this gets more depressing, um, Ethan. Yes. Uh, you said that you would not be joining with us, with our guest. Uh, can you please tell us why? Well, Tommy, I... I... You know, I'm a big volleyball player. I love volleyball. <laughs> Don't you dare laugh. You played too. I played baseball, bro. Hey, you played volleyball for what? You played three four years. Fun. 
For three, fun. Three, you still play, though. For fun. You still play. Okay. <laughs> and sadly, the time of the my final practice interfered with the time of the recording, so God. I couldn't make it. Well, I mean, when I heard this news yesterday, folks, I, like this kid, he said he has volleyball practice, and you know, I always tell I always tell my friend Ethan what's going on with my life, but this kid kept it all to himself, and he had no intention of telling me that oh, this volleyball, this volley, there's a volleyball clinic going on. You want to join or something? You you want to get out of house for once in a while? Instead, he just abandons me in my own goddamn house for 24 hours, w- not doing anything except just watch Hannah Montana all over again. Like seriously. Uh, Tommy, I thought you were done with volleyball. I'm pretty uh, sure you've said that to me before. Well, yeah, but, like, I need to get out of the house. Like, I'm the size of Russell Crowe right now. Is he Is he fat? Uh, you guys watch Gladiator. You guys know what I'm talking about. Wait, no. Russell Crowe is ripped. So, Tommy, you're ripped? No, Russell Crowe's fat. Look at him. He's the size of a watermelon. Okay, well, Tommy, then go get in shape. <laughs> Says you. Whoa! <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, enough fooling around. Thank. Um. Well, Ethan, I hope you have fun with your volleyball practice. Go, go. Um, volley there next. What? That's yeah, a term that my grandpa uses. Okay. Um. Well, anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. Um. See you guys on YouTube with Mr. Nick Katz. Ethan, screw you. Come back next week with Rocco Giometti. I will. Who's our guest after that? I don't know. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Uh, not again. That's two weeks, Tommy. We have time. No, it doesn't. Yes, we do. Maybe we can invite Jesus to talk with us. All right. You know what? Hit it. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Uh, welcome back to another channel of Conversation with the Goodfellas. I am your host, Chami Choi. Um, before this video continues, I hope you guys took a chance to uh, look at our intro uh, because Ethan and I um, went through um, some various resources that you guys could go through and participate in due to the massive explosion of what happened to the people of um, Lebanon. So do your part and support um, the need for other people. Um, anyhow, let's get this episode started. Our guest today is in Rising Junior, uh, the community of Sacred Cathedral, part of the class of 2022. Please give it up for Mr. Nick Katz. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Tommy, thank you for having me. Of course, man. How's it going with all the, uh, you know, COVID-19 situation? Oh, it, it's weird, dude. It's weird, yeah. I gotta say. Um, you know... Coming from a guy who we'll talk about later, but I do a lot of things. It was kind of weird to not be doing those things, you know. Mm-hmm. You're not home by yourself. You just kind of you kind of go, oh wait, yeah. <laughs> not what to do with my time. I have 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Um, are you are you still doing baseball right now? Oh yeah. So um, you know driveline baseball, right? Yeah, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. They have a um, online pitching program. Uh huh. Days a week. Um, workouts, throwing routines, physical training, coaching sessions, the whole deal. So that's what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And you don't, um, 
from what I heard, you don't play for the the Crabs team, right? I do not. Um, I was going to play for them last summer, and then, I don't know if you know this, but I hurt my back. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then this summer, I was going to play for them if COVID hadn't happened, but yeah. mm-hmm. it happened. I had looked into this driveline thing, mm-hmm. and before Crabs offered their now beach workouts thing, I had started up my program, mm-hmm. and now I'm in the swing of it, so it was kind of like, why change, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, yeah, I'm not playing for them at the moment. All right, Nick, I'm going to ask you five questions. Are you ready for them? Yep. All right. Uh, first question is, since sophomore year was a very short season of your baseball career, wh- what's the plan next? What's the what's the plan for um, in junior year? Um, it's <laughs> a great question. Yeah. Uh, answer answer's a little bit more complicated. Uh, I would say try not for varsity, of course. Yeah. Goal is to make varsity. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, we both know we don't know we're gonna where we're gonna be baseball wise in five months. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all goes well. We're out in the field playing by March, April, right? But if mm-hmm. it doesn't, who knows? So that's the goal right now. Um, baseball wise, currently stay working with driveline. Mm-hmm. You know, go off of varsity as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Looking forward, um, I, my my goal is to try and play at a smaller D three. Mm-hmm. for baseball and then focus on school and music and a bunch of other things but still play baseball yeah so mm-hmm. yeah Definitely. That, that, that's what we're looking at right now so like i mean obviously you're going to try out for varsity team um you obviously know the coaches there very well um do you think the coaches at driveline will help will help your you know your skills to technique and pay off at the varsity level and make you um make you play more positions than just a pitcher or is that what you wanted um, I, personally, I'm fine with being just a pitcher. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing Driveline offers as a program, mm-hmm. they they really focus on information and reading. Not even reading, but processing information and studying the, the art. I, I call it an art of mm-hmm. pitching and then using that to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using their program. If you pay for their program, you get basically hundreds of articles on anything from arm mechanics to nutrition to weightlifting I could go on right but you get articles videos and I mean you you all you're like me in the sense of you're a scholar athlete you care a lot about school you like to read mm-hmm. so I've, I've been loving it right mm-hmm. I can soak up an article read for half an hour 45 minutes in the morning when I go out to throw that day I can think about what I've just read and try and apply it you know mm-hmm. so driveline um Driveline's been really helpful, I hope, you know, coming into my junior year that varsity, as you know, we have a lot of good guys. Yeah, right now mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, we got we got a powerhouse this year, especially in terms of pitchers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be good. It'll be good. Hopefully I'll be up there, right? Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if, as well, I'll be up there, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, as we know, anything can happen, injuries. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just always make sure to take care of that body. And next question is, where do you see yourself in seven years? And obviously you said it's all baseball-wise. And got any other preferences? Yeah, so after college, it's always, it's always up in the air what you want to do, right? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, Hopefully couple, get a commitment, the, you know? I know. Personally, I'm, I really like um, philosophy and psychology mm. as school subjects. So. Mm. Any kind of field in sports psychology, if that's an internship or, or even volunteer work, if I work somewhere else, but 
anything in that field would be really, really cool. Um, music wise, uh, I play trumpet. Anything music wise, be musician, coordinator, I'd be down with. Um, I'd probably prefer psychology, but you know, right out of college, you kind of get what you get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I'm hoping for right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, the future looks bright for you, man. Like, I know, I know from like I know you for years, and you're a hard worker. You're a positive thinker, and I think everything's gonna pay off after college for you. Hey, thank you, man. It means a lot. I mean, as you know, going through Bruins and seeing all the people <laughs> who drop and coming in and out. Yeah, future is always always a bit iffy. You know, you can mm-hmm. hope for the best, and so, something happens, or it could be the opposite. You hope for the best, and something crazy happens, and it gets even better. Mm-hmm. Right. So obviously. Starting thing, especially during COVID, one step at a time, right? I know what I'm going to do on a daily basis to try and get to where I want to be. If that ends up being somewhere else, I know I've put in a lot of hours doing good things, right? Mm-hmm. So, Obviously. yeah, I'm yeah. pretty hopeful, pretty hopeful. Yeah, keep things simple. Uh, next question is, back when, you know, back when I was in seventh grader and going back to Bruins, uh, Bruins age, uh, yeah. co- the coach wanted me to, you know, play for the 14U team. And back then I was like a 12-year player. I was still getting into, you know, still trying to, you know, make up my mind um, how to be strong, uh, strongly mental, um, playing on a higher level, on like your level back then. Uh, you were the person and the player, and I called you the, the team captain of that team. You helped me find my comfort zone back when I was playing with you guys. And I want to commend you for that, for how much effort you put into us young guys, you know, for inspiring us to, you know, keep moving, keep uh, being positive. You know, your leadership is what was so um, tremendous. And it was so impressive. And it helped me as a player to become a player, a person like you, even when I played with my age group. And so I want to ask you, how do you have that leadership, you know, skill and quality? Um. Well, first, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> from a guy like you, right? But second off, I, I'd say um, from experience, you know, experience. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know this, I am young for my grade. So I am 15 at the moment. I turned 16 in September, mm-hmm. right? Most kids going to their junior year of high school are 16, sometimes even 17, mm-hmm. right? If you think of Brendan Donnelly, for example, mm-hmm. you know who he is, right? Some of yep. those guys, they're 17, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And at the moment, I'm two years younger than them. Mm-hmm. So I, when I was playing on the four, the thirteen U before you were even in Bruins, right? Mm-hmm. I was the young guy. Mm-hmm. Right? I was the young dude coming up. I didn't know as many people, right? Because it was a different team. And I remember exactly the feeling you remember having. Do you remember at all, Jack Schoner? Jack, yeah. Um, he plays. Um, he, guys, yeah. Now, yeah. You didn't call his team. Those mm-hmm. guys being the same for me, mm-hmm. right? You're doing a workout. Oh, God, I don't know if you remember the early Bruins days out at Fort Scott in the Presidio. Oh, I was there for two months, yeah, when I first joined. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Those, those, those days were rough. I remember being out there just having those guys as my leaders. And, mm-hmm. you know, coming up through Bruins, I think I, I have to also thank Coach Rob and Coach Tate to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 pushed a, they pushed an idea, right, that mm-hmm. no matter what team you're on, what age group, you need to be the best person you can be to your teammates. Mm-hmm. So, right? yeah, obviously. <laughs> a bunch of younger kids or you're playing with a bunch of older kids. Do your best. you got to make maximum effort to do your best. So mm-hmm. I'd say experience. I'd say also um, a bit of a bit of just timing, coincidence. You know, that team, if you remember, I was one of the bigger guys out there. I was one of the more experienced guys with Bruins and stuff. Mm-hmm. So 
after getting to know everyone, I was like, okay, if we want to win some games, someone has to someone has to step up, right? Someone has to someone has to help us out here, right? I'm I was used to other guys doing it for me, Jack and Mark and mm-hmm. Javi. You remember all those guys, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I was used to them, but then I realized uh, for the first time, I was like. No one can do that now. They're not here. Mm. So I was the next best thing. And I remember looking at you guys, you and God Porter, all the, all the, like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, wait, I was exactly like you. That was me a year and a half ago, two years ago. Mm. So to sum it up, probably experience, experience, and then coincidence, timing, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. Step in place. Definitely. I mean, seriously, like you you were a true inspiration out of all of the club teams that I played and participated in. Like, I never seen such, like, you know, leader who took so much, like, you know, pride in his, like, you know, defense and his offense, who kept his teammates positive. And, you know, you, you were the one that helped me, and my parents helped me with that too. And they always say, listen to Nick Katz, what he has to say. And, you know, you were the true inspiration, you know, back then. Well, I, I remember, Charlie, you were, you were quiet. You were so <laughs> yeah. quiet. You were good, right? You're 12 years playing on this 14 year team. You didn't say a word for like the first two weeks of game. I was using my and drop eight. I was too busy using that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was just, it was hilarious because we'd go into the dugout, you know, and I had some of the guys like Beckett and Tino who were a little more talkative, a little older. And then you have you and some of the younger guys, and you guys were just like mute. Yeah. Absolutely so, nothing. It's right? And after a while, I'm like, okay, either these guys just aren't going to talk the entire time or I can try and help them and get them to talk. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I remember, dude, you were, especially you would, you you make an error or bad hit, get a little nervous at a tournament, maybe a late night game, you're getting mm-hmm. tired, fatigued. You come to the dugout and you just, you're in your head, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're processing everything in your head and because you didn't know as many guys, you couldn't rant to that one teammate you knew in the dugout in the corner, mm-hmm. right? You were just kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. In this loop in your head, mm-hmm. and I remember watching that. I was like, every time I go over and be like, "Yeah, that sucked," right? I didn't even have to pick you up necessarily. I just had to acknowledge that mm-hmm. someone else was there, right? Mm-hmm. Someone else was there listening to your thoughts, mm-hmm. knowing what you were going through. But I remember a lot of times you you'd look up and you were like, "Yeah," like it, it just kind of you were like, "Oh yeah, there's someone else here, right? Mm-hmm. There's someone else, someone else trying to pick me up, right?" Mm-hmm. And I think also you you mentioned you know. When I when I strike out and I walk into the dugout, after a while I got a real I realized like okay I got to walk into that dugout and f- forget it, right? I have to forget it completely because mm-hmm. if I don't, next time I go up to bat, I'll have a lower chance of getting a hit, mm-hmm. right? And once I adopted that, I try to pass it on to you, mm-hmm. right? Or pitching because that's what I do now. Pitching mm-hmm. is always oh, you have a rough inning, coming to the dugout, it's very easy to skulk in the corner and just kind of like, you know don't talk to me right now like you yeah. know you drink some water you're like hitting the fence or something yeah. no. mm-hmm. right and i remember you used to kind of do that and it, it'd be worse you come up the next inning and you wouldn't be better right you wouldn't have calmed down at all still be all in your head mm-hmm. so i'd be like okay no 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 let's buck it up let's let, let's keep him up a little bit right don't let him get too down on himself mm-hmm. yeah that time you know i wasn't in my you know comfort zone i wasn't comfortable you know playing my position even though i i loved it you know, it was it was such a higher level and, you know, it takes time to, you know, you know, like what you said, timing, like it takes time to, you know, finally process your, you know, your thoughts and, you know, positivity and mentality with, you know, even with relationship with teammates, new teammates, older teammates, actually, you know. Oh, yeah. Dude, I have a story for you, which I don't know if you ever knew, but 
first time I played Bruins, like first couple months, I was called up to the 14 U because I needed like an extra guy for a yeah. weekend. Uh-huh. And I didn't play. I think I got like one out of that. Second game, got there and someone had to go. And I was put in left field. Left right? field. Um, wow. um, if you think of me, I was not an outfielder by any means of the word. Yeah. Right? <laughs> played outfield probably two or three times in the last year. And I'm stuck in left field in a tournament at Twin Creeks with 14 U, right? And I'm younger. Mm-hmm. And there's a ball down the line. Boom. Miss it completely. Just goes past me. Right? I'm sprinting on Twin Creeks and fences like a million miles away. Yeah. I just thinking, I'm never playing for this team again. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm never going to do good on this team again. Like, look, I got my chance and now I'm done. Mm-hmm. Coming to the dugout at the end of the inning. Right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, I got the, ah, it's okay, okay. But then I remember, I remember Coach Tate coming up and he's like, you know, it sucks. Happens. Mm-hmm. Go out next inning and make sure it doesn't happen. Obviously, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't try and console me. He didn't try and, like, it's okay or you did bad, nothing. No, he's like, it sucks. We all know that. It happens. Mm-hmm. Only thing you can do is stay positive and keep going. Yep, obviously. Just so that, you know, learn from it, you know? Yeah. Sitting in the dugout and hearing Jack and Javi and mm-hmm. those guys where I looked up to me like, it's okay. It happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Being whatever move on mm-hmm. and that was revel that was revolutionary to me you know i was mm-hmm. like what move on no i gotta i gotta be in my head i have to like think too much mm-hmm. but yeah yeah uh let's put baseball on the shelf <laughs> let's come back to baseball um after this question you know besides baseball obviously sacred cathedral it gives you it gave you a lot of you know other hobbies to do beside you know baseball um i noticed you played the trumpet um, you customize your own shoes. You have your own um, company. Is that right? Or yeah. like business uh, on Instagram or for inquiries. Um, so another side note, you like you have those two best hobbies from what I've known um, that you learned from SHC. Take us through that. You know. So um, trumpet, I'd say is probably the first most important to me. Um, my mom involved me in piano lessons when I was like six or seven. Mm-hmm. I played up to like sixth grade seventh grade and then i started trumpet in like fourth mm-hmm. and just stuck with that in middle school and into high school and um yeah i played trumpet i played in the band at the marching band at sh um last january i went to a um, national honors band in san diego for a weekend which was really cool mm-hmm. at the university of san diego mm-hmm. um so yeah i, I played trumpet um music has been it's like it, if you think of baseball as like a you know, I'm going to work as hard as I can and, like, I'm going to sweat my tears out. Music for me has been the kind of the chill hobby, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I can go home, listen to some good music or practice some piano or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's more relaxing, especially after, like, a training session, right? So yeah. it's always been kind of that relaxing thing for me. Recently in quarantine, I've been playing a lot more because mm-hmm. I time, right? So and that's been that's been really good right now, actually. Um, have you ever heard of the Halo theme? No, I'm not. Game. No, I'm not. So it's a, you know the video game Halo, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so the 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 score, the musical score from it is very famous. Oh, um, you could probably recognize it if you heard it. Yeah, but probably. Yeah. Right now I am arranging, which means basically writing out um, the entire thing for trumpet. So mm. multiple pa- multiple parts of the melody and the bass mm. and all that. Yeah. For trumpet, I'm arranging it on my own right now. So that's a little project. So yeah, yeah, music is actually a pretty big part of my life, which it's weird. A lot of people don't know. Mm, a lot okay. of people do not know that. About you, about, about 
you or oh it's like oh you play baseball you you're okay at school that's it <laughs> oh <laughs> wow <laughs> um how about the shoe customization do you take that serious or is that like just you know just for fun um yeah it, it's a neat question it happened started i'd say probably beginning of last summer i got a pair of vans and i had a bunch of old paints and i just like okay i'm gonna paint them why not yeah mm -hmm. they look kind of cool and i was like you know what if i made this into a business like what if i actually got people to mm -hmm. <laughs> give me money for this so i've been i was always an okay drawer nothing nothing special but got i got the right paints got some of the equipment and did um, my first pair for this girl at sh right charged like 30 bucks nothing big and she loved them they came out really well and then a lot of people like three or four people after that saw that saw me wearing ones i did for myself and were like hey can you do mine so yeah i got a got a workshop in my basement right now mm. and that that's also a it's a good example of a, a hobby that's also a good life lesson right yeah because mm -hmm. painting shoes takes a long time i mean yeah my heart i spent good in total 24 mm. hours painting a shoe mm -hmm. right over the course of a week and you know it's very easy to just mess up and be like screw it i'm gonna throw away that shoe start on a new one right i can't i can't work with it but it's, it's a bit like baseball it's one of those lessons you just gotta like power through keep going no matter how boring it gets or how okay i've looked at this one line a million times now i just have to get it right yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's been it's maybe some money it's maybe some money it probably earned closer to 300 bucks so far around 250 probably oh nice successful not bad um yeah <laughs> um is, so is that like a like another thing that you do you know during this COVID 19 situation you know do doing other new doing other you know new hobbies that you could think of yeah uh, i picked up that i tried to learn guitar at the beginning of covid but i gave up on that I still have the guitar in my room mm -hmm. but yeah um it's been one of those things where you know if i have a old pair or something most of the time i'd never paint them because mm -hmm. I wouldn't have time or I wouldn't have the energy after a week of school, but during COVID times, it's been pretty fun, you know? Yeah. I've gotten commissions, especially like in the, like in April and May from people and I've had time to paint them, take my time, you know, not to rush anything. Right now I'm working on painting um, this guy who lives up in Canada, Eric Sim. He's a driveline guy who's, who's an ex-Juco player who mm. he wanted some custom cleats. So working on that, which would be cool to get some publicity but yeah it's been it's been a nice hobby you know I, I i don't know what you're doing for hobbies but i'm a person that during school i'm always really busy right i've always had very long days so yeah definitely something to do with myself mm -hmm. during covid so yeah. yeah and back to the back to the um your trumpet hobby you said you joined the band um i assume the instructor is mr chamberlain uh choir i think Cup Cumberbatch, it's Cumberbatch, fun. yeah, the Mr. Cumberbatch. It's changed like, the past three, like, it's changed three times in, like, the past year, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most people don't even know who it is. It's, it's this new guy, Mr. Cumberbatch. He's yeah. from, um, Emma came in last year. He's a great instructor, isn't he? Or Yeah, he's a, so the, the guy before him was okay. Felt kind of bad for him because he was new. This mm -hmm. guy came in, um, he'd gone to instructing school, grew up in a military family, so he's very. Oh, wow. Which was good. Oh. Um, I like him as an instructor. He got me into this thing at um, USD this past January, where I got to go down there for a weekend for like 30 bucks, 
Oh. The plane ticket got to stay in the dorms and then play at USD, which is really cool. Mm. Wow. Um, what? It, so speaking of that, like, is that like your favorite, you know, uh, music piece that you played before? Or what was like the favorite performance that you did? Well, Ooh, it's a tough one. So yeah. I went to um, Aptos Middle School, which is a really big public yeah. middle. Mm. And our band was like, very very good so mm -hmm. two years in a row in seventh and eighth grade um we performed in disneyland oh wow disneyland yeah. in may we took like three days we left on a friday drove down there stayed over in the resort and then performed in disneyland and then got like the free day pass wow so i gotta say it's kind of hard to beat that you know yeah that, who would replace that and there's nothing to replace that that's awesome the, the, that was one of the uh, once-in-a-lifetime type thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but th this came in a close second. So this thing, um, you paid 30 bucks, basically your enrollment fee, and then you got plane ticket down to San Diego, mm. right? Mm -hmm. You get there, you go to this practice thing. Um, you practice with the band director of the school mm -hmm. in their giant hall. You're practicing with kids all around the country. There are kids there from Chicago, like there's a kid there from Florida, right? It was like all over the country, and you get a couple couple different songs that you learn in two days, mm -hmm. right? Very fast. Never seen them before, and then you perform them in front of this decent audience on the last day, and then you fly back. Mm -hmm. And overnight, you get to stay in the dorms with actual college kids, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was cool. And I mean, it's an honor. You get a free tour of the campus. You get a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a close second in the performances. Mm -hmm. And that's a good head start for college, you know? I mean... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. it a, it's almost like a free college visit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so next question. My final question is, my co-host, Ethan, and I uh, were both incoming freshmen at Sacred Cathedral. Go Irish. Um, he's trying out for basketball, but his main sport is volleyball, and I'm obviously trying out for, you know, baseball team. Uh you know, you're an experienced player. You play for two years, um, both freshman and sophomore. Um, obviously, you give some great advice So about, you know, the mindset and communicating with, you know, the players and coaches. Got any advice for us newbies? Uh, sure, yeah. So you try out for – you also play volleyball, am I right? Yeah, I do. Uh, but I don't know if I'm going to play uh, for school. I'm not sure about that. Fair enough, yeah. Actually, yeah, this fall is all messed up in terms of sports. Yeah. I make. So um, my main piece of advice, well, I have a couple. First is be coachable, mm. which you're you're pretty good at. I don't know your co-host, but you, if you know the SH coaches at all, they're they're relatively old school and they're relatively mm. hard yep. and to the point. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. They don't take a lot of BS. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, that's little true. friend, Coach Morgan or Coach Rob. None of them take any kind of chit chat whatsoever. Right. So be coachable. I think would be my first thing. Mm -hmm. No matter what team you're trying out for, mm -hmm. I mean. He's trying off a of volleyball. I don't know who the men's volleyball coach is, but the women's, Margie Bima, who is oh, my yeah. athletic director. Yeah. I know her daughter. She's in one of my classes. Mm -hmm. She's serious. She is serious. You do not want to mess with her. Okay. Right? So, I'll keep in mind that. <laughs> yeah. First piece of advice, be coachable, right? Mm -hmm. Be flexible. Mm -hmm. They tell you to do something, take it. Take everything, I think, take everything into consideration before you throw it out. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. that, that would be my main thing. You know, if you get a piece of advice... And my thing is, if you think about it and then you say, no, nah, that's stupid, I won't do it, okay, fair enough. You made your decision. But you have to have that first step 
I'm thinking about it first. Mm-hmm. Um, second, I'd say, and you know this, you played for Bruins, and they, they preach this too, but at the beginning, if they don't know who you are, make them know who you are with your effort, mm. right? Yeah, definitely. Right, and uh, you know, coaches have said this a million times, I've struggled with this off and on, but the best thing you can do at a tryout or in the first couple of weeks of a season with a new coach and new teammates is that show effort, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not only that's not only on the field, you know, at sprints, but show effort in your teammates, mm-hmm. um, yeah. right? It's a new season. You don't know anyone. Show the effort that you're trying to make friends, mm-hmm. right? Say hi to all the players. Try and get to know your teammates. Other thing, try and get to know your coaches, right? Don't be the guy, yes, coach, no coach. Okay, bye, coach. Right? Be yeah. be not, be decent to your coaches. Try and get to know them a little bit. Yeah, obviously. Um, I know you know Coach Rob. I know Coach Rob. Coach Rob has been one of my coaches forever. Yeah. He's grown off and on, but I know because I built such a big relationship with him. Mm-hmm. He, he, he'll always be there for me if I need it. So mm-hmm. work well with your coaches. I think that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And then the second, which you know too, and I think you've struggled with and gotten over, is work well with your teammates. Yeah. <laughs> Be social, right? Yeah. And you know, you know, you struggle, but I also know you've gotten way better. So, good on you. But that's always hard in a new situation. You don't know many people. Easy to come in on yourself, you know, not, not, not look out to try and make friends. But I mean, either way, the way I like to think about it is that that first day of freshman team of tryouts, that's the first day in four years of your baseball career with these guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four years. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize this freshman year, and I, I hope this helps, but that four years isn't just like, oh, practices after school. No, that's 6.30 lifts in October mm-hmm. through December through January, right? Three days a week. Mm-hmm. You're in there. You're tired. School's hard. You're during finals week. During finals week, you have a lift the week before finals, like the day before your week of finals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, over winter break, you have lifts during winter break, right? You're on vacation. Three days before Christmas, I remember last year, mm-hmm. we had a lift at 7 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. And then it goes way beyond that. There's a summer fundraiser thing for a good nursing home in the sunset. Mm-hmm. Your teammates are going to be there. You're going to be there, right? So I think think about it like it's going to be a full four years. Not like I'm going to play with these guys for three months and then I'm going to go do whatever I want over the summer. You know. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean that's yeah that's true. You know, just so you're saying like you know just to stick with your teammates all the way and think about it as like a long term year, like it's family. That that's basically family. You know. It's family, and also think about it like, think about it like I I wouldn't say going to think about it like you're going to college, right? If you mm-hmm. think of you're going to college, you're going off away from your normal life mm-hmm. into a completely different situation for four years. High school, especially baseball and sports in high school at SH, it's like that in a way. Mm. It really is, mm. right? There are going to be nights where you, after practice, you didn't do well, and you're not going to want to go to the practice, right? And unlike Bruins or any kind of travel team, those nights will happen a lot. But mm. I think that's the main difference. You know, travel team, they happen, but you only have two practices a week, so it's whatever. You have days to cool off. These, no. You see those coaches every day. You see those teammates every day, right? There's no... There's no kind of, oh, I'm just going to do my own thing for a couple of days. No, right? You're you're in it or you're not. Mm-hmm. So I think always, always, whenever you have a point of 
struggling or worry or you're just on a downward plane, just just think think of the long run, right? That's always better because mm. I've had times, you know, you're thinking it's 10.30 on a Tuesday night. You're not done with your homework. You have lift at lunch tomorrow and then you have practice after school and you know you're going to do sprints because you lost the game, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, you think, okay, that'll get better. No, then you have practice the next day. And if you, if you think just day by day there, you're not going to get through it because there's no end, right? There's no, there's no good times ahead of that, mm. right? In those moments, I always, especially now after two years, always think this is a little rough, but in two weeks we'll win a game and I'll be happy, mm-hmm. right? In two weeks I won't even remember feeling like this, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really important to stay, stay, to stay level during the season, stay upbeat, you know? I know you, you always are you compress whatever like anger you have about baseball. I don't know now, but you used to. And in high school, it's really hard to do. I, I totally get that. It's, it's, I'll warn you now, it's hard because mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of time to kind of cool off or, you know, think about what you're doing because you're just, you're go, go, go. Especially if you're taking harder classes. I know I have, so that's, that's a struggle too. You know, you're balancing homework with baseball, with sleep all those type of things. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you played two seasons so far. Uh, you played for a freshman team. Um, it was a short season for junior varsity. I'm assuming freshman year was it was your favorite year so far, playing baseball-wise? Playing baseball, yeah. Um, freshman year, I, I, don't, I think you know, we were tied for second, third yeah, in the yeah. WCAL. I did, yeah, I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, for an SH freshman team, is no small feat. You know, that does not happen that much. So that was that was really cool. This year, cut short, of course, like you said, it was on track to be the better year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know this, we were 7-0 and out of league. We were undefeated so far, oh, wow. right? And yeah, it, it, was, it was good. It was looking good, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a bit of a bummer. At the same time, you know, freshman year, the first year of high school baseball is always one of the best. Right, you know, yeah, it's a new thing. It's like, it's like, it's like playing on a travel team for the first time. Yeah, it's like incredible. Mm-hmm. You had, and, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, yeah, you go ahead. I mean, well, you you guys had like you know great players there. You know, some of them you know I learned from, uh, from the older guys, and you know you guys had Colin Spear. You know, you guys had Matthew Lothberg, um, you know Marco Masavi and Aiden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys had good, a uh, good couple guys there, you know, good strong guys that are developing, and like yourself also. Yeah, our our team, and that's the other thing I I've come to realize. I don't know that much about your class at SH in terms of baseball. You you know more kids, but I know from my class, you know, we had a bu- one a bunch of good guys, and then two a bunch of really really competitive guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't, you don't know them as well, but Colin Spear, Aiden Shea. Matt, Brendan, Donnelly. I mean, I can keep going down that list. Ivan Herrera. They're all good, right? They're all good baseball players. Mm-hmm. They're also all very competitive. Mm-hmm. Right? There were times freshman year, I don't know if you ever heard about this, but us and Sarah, we, we got in both times we played and we tied. And mm-hmm. both times, benches were not looking calm. I'll just put it like that. Okay. It was it was getting really rowdy. Um, okay. I think maybe one of the times the coach got thrown out. One of the time, I mean, it was it was not good. All of our guys were competitive. Yeah, that's the most important part. That made us feel really, 
really electric, I'd say, you know, has a lot of energy. Um, then you think sophomore year, everyone's calmed down a little bit, right? Off the freshman year hype. Colin goes up to varsity, Matt goes up to varsity. Yeah. Um, Casey, sorry, I forgot about Casey. Casey goes up to varsity. Casey, yeah. And I, you know, I feel there. Um, so we still have a core group of guys, you know, Aiden mm-hmm. Shea, Brandon, yeah. right? So coming to sophomore year, you also know him, Jacob Beisman, Nicholas yeah. Nakamoto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. We come to our sophomore year and our JV team is practically the same, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, is kind of rare. You know, we have a couple guys go up. We get a couple more sophomores who play on JV freshman year. But the core 15 of our JV team this past, Spring was the exact same as our freshman team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Which, yeah. which does really well for chemistry, right? Yeah. We've all played each other for a full season. We all know each other. Mm-hmm. Half, most of us eat with each other at lunch. You know, we're all friends. Mm-hmm. So that, that brought a really good chemistry in to the junior JV season. Yeah, that, yeah that's, and that's the most important thing, not just in, like, a baseball team, but, like, for, like, a whole team. It's family, like what we said earlier. Um, getting to know the guys very well, that that's the most important part. And, you know, you keep on waiting for that. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. I know. 7-0. You know, that's... Colin had an injury. I think you've heard, you heard about that yeah. in freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a back injury last summer. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, the core guys, David Hindelier too, Christian Padilla. I could keep going. But um, all those guys, they, they were great. You know, Colin, recovering from his injury, I remember helping him out a lot. You know, sticking with him. I remember Matt Lawford, especially. You know Matt really well. Yeah, Matt. Been with my teammates forever. I remember him helping me out a lot. And when I had my back injury, we talked a lot. So, yeah, I mean, that, that group of guys is special, you know, to me. And just like your group will be special to you, right? And I think it, sometimes it gets hard to recognize that, you know. So there's a tough practice, and some guys got some chips in, you know, some chips in. It's sometimes tough to recognize that how, that how important it is, almost how important that, that brotherhood is. But it's important, and it will always be there when you need it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I always keep that in mind. And that concludes with our episode sixteen. Uh, sixteen with Nick Katz, our guest. Thank you so much for being, you know, such, um, such a positive and you know faithful guest. It's always great to have you here. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, Tommy, it's been my pleasure. Go Irish. Yeah, go Irish. Uh, make sure you guys tune in, subscribe, and smash that like button, and you'll always be happy after you do that. Mm-hmm.